It is Wednesday, February the 15th. We are just two days away from our weekend retreat. We are so excited about what God is going to be doing. And I can't wait just to spend time out in this cabin at Possum Kingdom next to the lake and just hear the voice of God. Last year was so great, and I'm expecting God to do even greater things, and we're taking more people this year than we did last year, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Today, let's get our hearts prepared and aligned with God's to be able to hear His voice as we talk about the book of Zephaniah. So, What approach is the most effective way to motivate and to empower people to take action? Pressure? Mm, Maybe. Persuasion? Possibly. Or how about enticement? I want you to think for a moment about the commitment and radical devotion often expressed in a love song. I'd do anything for you. Or how about this? You have all of me. Or what about, I'd give up everything for you. Now, this observation is interesting because people in love don't take any convincing to commit and initiate. Their, their motivation is by their love. They're motivated by it. They're, they're moved by it. They're, they're, everything they think about is motivated by their love. And the message of Zephaniah provides us with a picture of love's motivation in relation to God. Zephaniah is an Israelite prophet, and he's called by God to speak to Israel's southern kingdom, Judah. Now, while God has forgiven Israel time and time again and sent prophet after prophet to call them back to himself, the people refuse to turn to him. Now, through Zephaniah, God seeks to bring Israel back on track. Now, he confronts them in their sin, namely their pride, their injustice, and lack of faithfulness. And he describes the impending judgment that will come if they do not repent. Now, the judgment is depicted as world-ending, the undoing of creation. Now, I will completely remove all things from the face of the earth, God says. I will cut off man from the face of the earth. Zephaniah 1, verse 2. God again warns, of his impending wrath in Zephaniah 3.8, saying, Indeed, 
My decision is to gather nations, to assemble kingdoms, to pour out on them my integration, all my burning anger for all the earth will be devoured by the fire of my zeal. But then, after a lengthy discourse on judgment and wrath, the tone changes. God describes a day when things will be different. Instead of prideful and rebellious, God's people will be humble and obedient. Instead of guilt-ridden, they will live free and without shame. No longer complacent towards God, they will be zealous in their worship. Once exiled without a home, they will then be unified as a new family. Once cowering under its God's wrath, God's people will then bask in God's adoration. It says in Zephaniah 3.17, He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. So this transformation is possible because as Zephaniah 3.15 states, God will take away his judgment. He will send his son to endure this judgment on the cross. In Zephaniah, how do we see God motivating faithfulness? He declares freedom from judgment and shame. He offers a life of transformation and belonging. He lavishly proclaims his delight in his people. He sings over them. God wants his people to comprehend the infinite goodness of his love for them. And so love him and devote themselves to him in return. Do you ever find yourself fluctuating with the ups and downs of your performance? And do you wrestle with shame when you struggle or fail? Do you compare yourself to others and think you're less than when you feel you don't measure up? In Zephaniah, God spoke a new identity over his people while they were still in their rebellion. Likewise, the gospel changes us by declaring what is true of us before we even begin to change. God rejoices over you with gladness. God quiets you with his love. God exalts over you with loud singing. If you are in Christ, 
you are freed from having an identity tied to your performance. God unconditionally accepts and delights in you because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. It is coming back to this foundation of love that motivates faithfulness. Today, sometime, I want you to take a moment to just ask God to help you stand on the foundation of his unconditional love rather than your own efforts to be better. God, we thank you for today. We just proclaim you King and Lord of our lives. Lord, today we want to experience your love like never before, your unconditional love. Lord, we just stand on that foundation. God, you're such an amazing God. In this day, we just, we want to just experience it like never before. We want to walk in it. And Father, we ask today, Holy Spirit, guide our feet, guide our footsteps. Let us focus on you. Let us be all that you've created us to be today. We pray your peace and your joy to fill us up so we can deposit it into the lives of other people. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope you have a great day. I hope this is a day that you will just experience God in all areas. I pray that school will be a great experience for you, learning, and that you will use this day to just allow God to love through you to at least one other person today. We'll see you tonight at Hydrate, especially those that are going on retreat. I hope and pray that you guys will be there so we can give you some details, some information. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tonight. Love you guys. This has been The Daily Dip.